We had the uh, FM signal. We could let this go for a little bit and just jam. Let it bop, baby. Well, uh, hey, for the app crowd, boom, 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 boom. I regret I never got to see Tom Petty in concert. Legend. Last DJ. Come on, man. John Henry, RIP, Smokehouse Blues. Uh, with Josh Helmer, I'm Chris Plank. This. Uh oh. Oh, hold on here. What's going on? This happened to me yesterday. Remember, this happened to me yesterday in the middle of. Uh, Coach Kindler was yeah. in here, and I panicked. It's like, I don't know where the audio's coming from. Fight or flight. Big I, time. I had, I had to send Jenny Baranchek a text during the break. This press conference, we could play the whole thing. It is so good. Like, I'm being inspired during commercial breaks. So we'll get to it coming up here. Uh, bottom of the hour? Remember, we're staying on the game plan today. On all right? schedule. On schedule. So before I completely wreck the clock, do you want to slide true in here or did he have to bolt? Uh, no, let's do let's just do that. He's patiently waiting. All right, I, my bad. What's going on, True? Welcome to the show. How are you? So he came to the uh, Civic Center Music Hall on the Dan the Dor- Dan the Torpedoes tour. Dan the Torpedoes. Yeah, uh, Dan the Torpedoes tour in 1980, I guess it was. Anyway, and he. Tickets were like eleven bucks, and he and they had to go two for one about halfway into the cell because because he couldn't fill up four thousand seats at the Civic Center Music Hall. So that tells you, long time ago, long time uh, ago, on that one true. <laughs> Tom Petty, damn the torpedo. Hey, uh, so anyway, so listening to, to Coach Rocha talk, and you know, so I had a question for you. I I've watched a lot of softball in the last. I don't know whatever it's been 10 years or whatever. And what would you say right now with Love's Field being the the pinnacle, the top, you know, whatever you want to call it? Yeah. Who would would Florida State or would they be the one that would be right around as far as probably the second nicest? Who would UCLA who Good question. Because I'm looking at I'm looking Not at UCLA. these stadiums. Okay, I'm looking at these stadiums and you know, Florida State's won at a pretty good clip over the last, you know, five to ten years, and that, you know their opening tournament was in was in Tallahassee, and I mean there was nobody. I was sending people pictures. There was nobody in that in that stadium. So I mean, for people to say that, you know, this is all about well, it's because Oklahoma's winning national, which which I know that's that's a good part of it. Sure, but there's something there's something more besides them just winning because there's other teams that are winning that aren't putting people in the stand. So oh, absolutely. I'm just curious. I'm just curious, like, you know, you're talking about the way the, the, the field plays and the mm-hmm. way that uh, all that kind of good stuff. What I'm wondering is these players that come in that are on these recruiting trips now, when they, when they come into love's field, I mean, if you're, if you're needed by Oklahoma, I mean, not that they need any more recruiting bump or anything, but how can you not go to OU now? Unless, I mean, can, here's the biggest thing that could happen, True. And Oklahoma obviously has made an amazing commitment to softball, unlike any program probably has in the country. In And I've talked to people in Tallahassee about this. I've talked to people who cover uh, the LSU Tigers. If one of these programs gets a plan to where they're able to offer a pretty good sum of money to get good players, there's nothing that's going to stop Oklahoma because their NIL is competitive. 
uh, and and always will be in this sport. You just hit it on the head. It's got the best facility you can play in, period. You've got the best coach. I mean, legit, unless someone decides, all right, our NIL is going to put these softball players that come to our school at a level that no one else is, which I guess technically could be done, right? I mean, it, it, right. it could be done. I know Florida State, they had all their big boosters in town last year during the Women's College World Series. But I think our view of what we think NIL is for some of these sports is clouded because of what we've seen from football. Listen, man, stickball sports are not doing in NIL what football is. Basketball right. isn't doing right. in NIL what football is. So, and I, so I think if someone decides, hey, we're okay, we're going to really – we want to beat big, bad Oklahoma, they can start trying to beat them on that end. And that's and I honestly think Oklahoma would come up with a way to be even more competitive on that front. And and, and how, how hard was it, do you think, to convince I don't know, you know, maybe 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 the, the, the muckety mucks that loves field, maybe mm-hmm. you know, loves loves travel stops, maybe they're just softball fanatics and it wasn't hard. But I mean, I just look at the stadium and I go, These these other these other teams are gonna walk in and be just, just in awe of this place. Yeah, you know, and it's... I, I just don't, I just don't know if you can get a commitment. I mean, I guess you can at some point if it really starts making. If, if Oklahoma is going to be the only, you know, school in the country that's going to make money at at college softball, I mean, at some point, I mean, I just wonder how hard it is to get to get somebody to commit to forty eight million dollars. Yeah, uh, you know, for a softball state, it's not happening. It's not happening. Hey, True, thanks for the phone call. I appreciate See you, man. it. See you, man. It's just it's not happening. If anything, what you're seeing across the country, especially in the non-revenue sports, is going away from some facility improvement. Now, when I say that, Oklahoma desperately needed and deserves a new softball stadium. The improvements that are coming to baseball are going to be incredible, as they are these facilities for Oklahoma. When I say people are moving away from facility projects, these are necessary and awesome. <laughs> I think is the best way to put it. And Josh, there's still a heck of a conversation to be had about the future of the LNC, right? And where OU sure. plays basketball. But you're seeing, yeah, a heck of a conversation. You're seeing kind of a 180 in that world of spending on facilities and pushing that a little bit more towards. All right, what would this look like to compensate athletes? You know, where should we be preparing more for and in the midst of where schools can be involved and that NIL money is available to become, hey, if you want to be a softball player, yeah, OU has won seven straight national titles, whatever it might be. But our package is going to make you, you know, a half a million dollars, which is a nice nest egg, maybe even be able to pay for your first home by the time you graduate, even if there's not. And that's That's that's, amazing. Right? It's my whole mindset on NIL completely changed when I started getting around the softball team. You guys, we get so caught up in these numbers that we see for the Jane Rashadas and the football players. We're like, well, they got to be. Sub- Don't get me wrong. They're doing well, but not near what it should be you know, for the success that they've had. right? And that's not anybody's fault. It's just we get this idea of what everyone's making based on what football's making, and that's just not – the norm or even men's basketball probably yeah you know i and i don't hear much about it on the men's basketball side i hear that it's uh 
but pretty I know, outrageous in, at, at times for schools that don't have football programs. Right, we've we've heard of like the Creightons and the George. You know, Georgetown's terrible this year. Kansas, Providence, the the can. Well, Kansas does have a football program, but well, you know. just yeah, just <laughs> I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Well, just talking programs that care more about basketball. So, it, to me, I think what's at the genesis of True's question is number one: How do you kind of slow down OU? Number two: Are you going to see more people commit to doing things facility wise? But I would say, you know. Oklahoma State's got a very nice plan. Texas has a plan to upgrade its softball facilities. But I just don't – I don't think you're going to see it a lot nationally, this commitment to some of these facilities. Unless you got to run down or you desperately need something new, it's just – it's going to go towards, I think, planning for the future of athlete compensation. Am I crazy? That doesn't mean suddenly it's like put up the – Put up the brick and mortar. Get rid of it. There's still going to be some building going on, but I just – it would really be a shock to me if anyone commits to do something like Oklahoma has committed to do with Love's Field. I wish it were more of the case, right? There's some of these places that we go, Josh, where their their softball stadium looks like it is – their softball stadium literally looks like – hey, can we put a fence up here? Top holes? Yeah, okay, well – Mississippi State, this is where you're going to play softball, right? I mean, it's just some of them look like they were thrown together in a field. I do think the facility spending is important. The facility enhancement is important. I agree. But to some degree, the arms race component in a lot of this, yeah, maybe it will be changed by sort of the greater picture of where college athletics is headed. And I I don't think that's uh, crazy to say. Thanks for the call, True. You want to – you want to hit this goofy A rumor that um, I want you to guess the one person that you think would have sent me this text about this story. Oh, man. Come I, on. Come on. You, 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 it's, you know it. The one person who would send me a story that is so outrageous. Arnie Spaniard. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And I want to and I want to preface this with saying I – I like Greg because Greg would come on with me when I first started in radio when no one would. So I've always been appreciative of him. But my gosh, man, my dude, he he fires that gun up into the air multiple times expecting to hit a duck without any aim whatsoever. I got a shotgun shot. I mean, that's not like a bunch of different things in it. I think he's figured out that it really just doesn't matter if you're right or wrong. It doesn't matter. It doesn't hey, matter. This, I welcome to life in the media in 2024. This thing that was so that was ingrained in me, Josh, is like you got to be right. You got to be right. Journalistic credibility. There, I, I mean, my four years of college, Dr. Coward over at the university. You got to be right. That David Moncrief. You've got to be accurate in your reporting. It's drilled into me my whole career, and all of a sudden. We turn about 10 years ago, I was like, ah, yeah, I just, you know, I'm going to make some stuff up. Realignment. And, uh, yeah. We're going to make some stuff up. Well, what throw about it out this there. possibility? I'm hearing this could be a possibility. Right. You don't have to be right about anything. So, rant over. This was the recap, courtesy of the always reliable <laughs> Blue Bloods Bias, which is up there for the worst Twitter accounts, along with Big Game Boomer. And my man Greg Swain. And they get so much interaction. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow. 
a college football radio host, has reported that the Big Ten is looking to steal Texas A&M from the SEC. Now, as I read through this, Josh, I feel like we, we need to give this disclaimer. Neither of us think there is any truth to the Big Ten knocking on the door to steal Texas A&M. But there's this part of me that thinks Texas A&M is just stupid enough to be like, you guys didn't tell us about Texas, so we're off. Right? I've, we both kind of feel this. Yeah, I, okay. I, I, I'll believe it when we see it. But it's not as far-fetched, maybe, as it sounds. Okay. The Big Ten leadership is reportedly looking to expand once again, but not out west this time. Now they're trying to get into Texas. Greg Swaim, an Oklahoma-based radio host, reported the news on Sunday. His source also indicated that there's mutual, all caps, interest between the two sides. So why does A&M want to leave the juggernaut SEC? Well, the Aggies are reportedly very unhappy with the addition of Texas, according to Swaim. Don't forget, Texas A&M leadership was largely credited for leaking the news that Oklahoma and Texas wanted to join the SEC in 2021. Also, the Aggies would get a pay raise up north. Starting in 2024, SEC schools will average $60 million a year, while Big Ten schools will earn $70 million per year with their media rights deals. I, by the way, I, just, I, I do have to jump in here. They, they would make less because the pie is split in more ways. So neither Washington nor Oregon are even coming in at a full share. Nope. So when you say that, there's a uh, crack in the foundation of this taking McTakerson. Reporter, reporter Mick Reporterson? Because I just, that's that ain't true. Yeah, they got such a good situation, believe it or not. And there might be some frustrated oh, feelers. There's more. You want me to read on on this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's see okay, what they're okay. So according to this web, uh, Twitter feed, so why would the Big Ten want Texas A&M? The Aggies are one of the biggest brands in college football, averaging around 100,000 fans per home game. The university is also a member of the AAU, which I think we've now kind of learned the Big Ten don't really care about too terribly much. Not as much anymore. And most importantly, the Big Ten would not only expand their footprint with this move, but also deliver a major blow to their main conference rival in the Power Two era. Um, yeah, I don't think they'd deliver that big of a blow because the SEC would go bring in Clemson and Florida State and North Carolina and Virginia. I mean, SEC will move how the SEC needs to move if and when any of that comes to fruition. <laughs> but as you, I think, very astutely pointed out, probably that type of tectonic plate shifting would mean that Texas A&M's taken a financial hit for some period of time unless – Unless they jumped in at the next Big Ten contract right. and had the assurances that they were getting a full share when they jumped in. So this is not happening anytime soon, if and when it happens. No. No. And probably it's not going to happen at all. I mean, wouldn't it just be the most Texas A&M thing ever? Well, we'll show you. Like, okay, bye. Listen, it, who it would, would like to replace? It would make for the Big Ten. Sure, if they want to try to get down into Texas. But – I'll tell you this much. Um, if the SEC and the Big Ten is working together as much as they are, I don't think either 
would want to make a move that would upset the other. But let's also remember, let's say the Big Ten, I, okay, I'm, I'm just going to take this as it's the truest thing ever, just for a moment. Tell me that Greg Sankey wouldn't be like, dude, you guys want these guys. You, you know, we just take them. We're, you, we're tired you, of them. You want to get into Texas? Get get these guys out of here. We're gonna, we've got Texas because Texas is the biggest brand in Texas, and Oklahoma is a big brand in Texas. We're good. We're good there. We're gonna go expand our footprint. Just get get take these guys. Number one, and then number two. I don't think anyone in the Big Ten would be like, dude, go get A and M. Why would you want to get the second or third best brand in Texas? Why wouldn't you go get the number one? That's that's the other part of it. It's like A and M. Okay, I do like their crowds. Even when they moved to the SEC, what did we all say, dude? That's a cultural fit. They are not a Big Ten school. No, 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 no. It's a lot of holes to poke in this. Then again. I- Oregon, Washington, USC, UCLA are Big Ten schools, and Rutgers probably not a Big Ten school. Uh, Maryland, Maryland is definitely not. But they are now. So the interesting mm. thing is mm-hmm. if they were to leave the SEC and go to the Big Ten, however many years down the road, I can sort of envision a future where there is no Big Ten or SEC. It's just a joint big league. Yeah. It all is just one big conglomerate that's taking over like a mob. So it would be funny to see A&M go there and then find out two oh, years shoot. down the road. You didn't really get away at all. All right, we got a break. It's 1020. I, I, will, I will say, again, I'm putting no belief into this, none whatsoever. But A&M is one of those places to where you just – you don't know. I mean, you just don't know how they're thinking. They're – they're a different bird. It's a little different world down there. You see how quickly Ross Bjork had to get out of there? He's like, I'm going to go up to Ohio State. I'm out. <laughs> Later. See you guys. It's a plank show right here on The Ref. Again, again, I, I don't – see, I don't like getting lectured. But I, I agree. I hear what you're saying, 405. I hear what you're saying. Stop listening to anything Swaim says. He has zero sources and never has. I, I'm, I'm not sitting here trying to hold him up as Woodward and Bernstein or anything. I'm just – I saw it, and I thought it was funny. And then in my mind, I'm like, hey, just make something up, throw it out there. And then there's a certain part of your head that goes, ah, I can see them doing that. (laughs) Craig is a hack, signed Carissa Thompson. (laughs) Um, I don't know, man. I don't know, dude. I'm in a a personal, personal world of – anger when it comes to these types of things that go viral here's the top 50 strength coaches you're like you have no freaking clue who the top 50 strength coaches are yeah you've talked to none of you're them you're gonna google up to find out who's the strength coach at a team that had a good record and and people go nuts about it or the these look at salaries right right do you then see this thing about Adam to the and it's just enough people that are like oh that it blows up that, like, that's ah, why lists in general lists in general are obnoxious in that way because nobody's really an expert on everybody right oh gosh they even sh- even the national guys yep um it, it, there's a couple nil things here i'll get to oh sean does point out a&m has a spectacular 
softball facility is probably the best, even with Love's Field opening. Yeah, and that, Emmer, that was a commitment, what, two years ago? The uh, the Jane. I, a lot of these places, I say that there's not the commitment to facilities because softball did go through kind of a universal softball rehab. And then most of these SEC schools, you know, we're talking about programs that have not been around that terribly long. Florida just opened a new facility. Uh, you're, I think Ole Miss has got one on the horizon. It's not like there's zero fields in college softball. You know, there's places that have been pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Real Tour Chris writes, NIL is outrageous in basketball for fan bases that care about basketball. Yeah, see, that's kind of what you were referring to. Um, I liked uh, this text. Go ahead. On the NIL side of the equation. Go ahead. I'm here for it. NIL should come from TV revenue. Facilities upgrades should come from donors and fans. Which maybe that is the future. I have I've accepted something, and it's been a hard thing for me to accept here on the show. There are some things that I really like to dive into and I really like to talk about, and all y'all couldn't care less. <laughs> you You couldn't care less right now about the combine. You couldn't care less. Well, they're underwear Olympics. I know, I know, but I got a problem, dude. I've got an issue. Well, you and I could sit here and talk. But that's my point. Is we we would sit here. <laughs> I was listening to Toby's show. It made me think about it. We could have a great guest on live from the combine. Talk about the battle for the the, the the second and third quarterbacks and the fourth quarterback. Get a guest on to talk about Tyler Guyton and where he can go and how big that is for OU. I am enamored with the future of college football right now. Is it? Are we getting to 16 before we even see what a 12-team playoff looks like or a 14-team playoff before we even see what it looks like with 12? Are we, are we entering a world where we are going to be able to split, say, NIL is going to come from here and you know you'll, your operational budget and things will come from here? Absolutely. But, man, you guys couldn't care less. If only I ate an inordinate amount of crackers, <laughs> then we could have some content that would have a little bit of stickiness on the show. Hey, guys, let's dive into this calendar. What do you guys think about Greg Sankey and December just being dead week, you know, dead month with crickets? You eat 12 or 14 crackers. 12 too many! Did we ever have the <laughs> uh, drive through conversation? No, you were supposed to bring it up, right? Okay, did I mean, is this a good time? It was- Let me read two more texts. Yes. All right, two more. Uh, Lloyd writes, the SEC needs to dump A&M. <laughs> that would be kind of funny if that was a low deal. Dump it. Nothing but a dumpster fire every single year. <laughs> A&M scared of OU, so they're going back to the Big 12. Brooke, in my least sarcastic voice, oh, no, please don't take Texas A&M, while shoving them out the door. It's like I saw that. I'm sorry, of all the places to have a power play that has no power, the most fitting place that it would be would be Texas A&M. Oklahoma State probably a close second. Oh, yeah, we'll show you. Trying to get to the Big Ten to pay uh, Jimbo. (laughs) Actually, that's the most amazing thing is they still have money just pouring out of every single orifice of that university. It's amazing. All right, so 1031 on the Plank Show. We've got audio with Coach Bronchek and Coach Casso coming up. Also, Alex Storacco. If you missed Jen Roach in hour one, hit up the podcast drive through. I 
You're not a big drive-through guy, though. Are Do you? we have a Sonic conversation? Sure. We got a new Sonic in Goldsby. There is a dude, Josh, at the new Sonic at Goldsby. I think he might be in mid fifties, but he is rolling out there and roll in, in his roller skates. Like oh, really? he is crushing it. I mean, doing dances, spinning around. It's wild. Two questions on All this right. for you. So this is then not related to my roller skate guy at the Goldsby Sonic, right? That's correct. Okay. Un- unrelated. You go to Sonic, classic fifties, you name it, right? Right. You go to Sonic. Are you you're ordering food? Correct. Are you likely to order and sit and eat at Sonic? Or are you taking the f- the food home? It's going home. Just going home. Now, I, I like the idea of classic 50s, right? But th- does anyone really do the clip the thing onto your windshield anymore? Is that even a thing? Well, that's – okay, this is one of the debates my fiancé and I were getting into. Why was she – you eat in the car and you were like, we got to go home? <laughs> I'm like, come on, let's just get home. Let's get home. Why would we sit here and eat? Let's go home. My car's going to stink like she, chicken nuggets or she, whatever. She said, <laughs> she's convinced, no, everybody eats at Sonic. Or I said, no, they don't. Really? They get their food, they go home and eat. She said, well, I don't understand. Why would you, why, why would you not eat here? I right, said, you, nobody does that anymore. Good this is a good question, actually. Right? Okay, here's another question okay, for go ahead. you. So, does anyone still eat at the Sonic, or do they take it home? All right. right. What are you okay. more likely to do? I said more likely to get the food and go, go home. Everybody, okay, right. here was the other debate. I was trying to explain this to her. I said, you do not order food going through the drive-thru. You only should order drinks going through the drive-thru. Unless, you know, you're getting one or two items. You don't order, say, at a Sonic. At a Sonic. Okay. This is you, a good debate. You don't get like a six pack of burgers and a bunch of fries. Okay. You don't hold up the line. She said, "Well, it's a drive-through. That's what you do." I said, "No. If you're going to do that, okay. you go into the stall." Listen, I'm going to be very clear. I was not aware of them rules, but I will accept them. I think that's here's a point of information. What if it's just like a small thing? Like if I go through the drive-through and I know the girls are going to get drinks, but my- small cheese tot. Like uh, chicken poppers is what I always get. That's what my daughter eats. One item, one food item, quick and easy, yes. But to do like a full order like you would do in the stall is impolite. That's not for the drive-thru. Okay, I like these rules. We need to have a reminder for people. She thought I was crazy on that front, too. I I never heard it at Sonic, but I'm here for it. It's, uh, huh. That actually would make a lot of sense. Has that always been the rules and I'm the last one to learn it? Or is this I, or is this if Josh Helmer was made king of the world? I well, this is certainly if if I am the king. I've already got more texts on this than I got on anything I've done on the combine or the NFL draft so far. <laughs> That's frustrating, isn't it? I just why do I But it I, is a made for radio discussion. I'm gonna come in every day and be like, My gosh. All right, do you so come Sonic. to a complete stop or do you guys turn right <laughs> as you're as you're driving? Your calls. It is amazing. Uh I you know what? It, it was funny. I saw that <laughs> Josh, by the way, Potizi has checked in. Josh Potit. He says Josh has the right rules. I, again, I was not aware of these rules. I didn't know. Who came up with Who? these rules? I, I didn't know it. I didn't know it. Okay, I'll get to these texts. But I didn't know the drive through rules. Hold on. I got to ask. This This is important. We, we are a – I know that Parker Thune is so triggered right now. He is not a Sonic guy. But we have become kind of a Sonic family. <laughs> Because it's right down the street from our house. It's, it's close. It's, it's right. Easy. It's literally, I turn left, 
I turn right. I turn left. I'm at Sonic. The listen. Goldsby, we really got to do something about that entrance to the Sonic. We're going to have about 8,000 car wrecks if we don't do something about that entrance. Ugh. And the guy with the roller skates, give him all the money. I don't know what it takes. Give him all the money. But um, I was unfamiliar with this rule at Sonic. I was unfamiliar with it. I have probably violated this rule before. So if I go through the drive-thru, I'm like, yeah, let me get the uh, double cheese. Let me get the, uh, what do you want, footlong, footlong coney, and go ahead and make those. So I'm breaking. Are these people judging me? Probably. Oh, wow. Okay. Lesson learned today. Unpolite to order a bunch of food in the drive-thru. Do you want to go through these now, or you want to? Wait for the break. <laughs> we should probably break, I okay, guess. Okay, we'll get a break. We'll My dad break. has chimed in and said Sonic has really good cheering I made. My kids will get the most funky like Dad, get a strawberry slash cherry uh with a dash of something limeade. I'm like, what what? <laughs> <laughs> it's like I'm going through Sonic Starbucks. Sonic has become that okay. We'll get into it next. Josh has laid out the rules. Are you in or out? It's a plank show right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. As suspected, it's a, a mixed bag. Go figure on the uh, text line. Hey, uh, our number two, by the way, brought to us by Allison Insurance. Check them out, allisoninsurance.com. Number to call, 405-745-2968. Bob and Robert Allison, they've been helping you and your family for over 60 years. Uh, like I said, the Sonic debate I, I knew would be <laughs> – it's very, very tense debate, and it's not about – you need to clarify, too, for those who have just joined us. We have a large listening contingent in the Goldsby, Washington area, right? And we just got a new Sonic, so we need to understand these rules. Cliff Notes is this. Are you more likely to stay and eat your food at Sonic right. in the stall, or are you a get-the-food-go-home kind of person? Okay. And then the other part is? It is rude – at Sonic to order a large number of food in the drive-thru. Okay. So. You should, if you're getting food, you should pull over and get into the stall because a lot of people go to Sonic just to order drinks. Noted Sonic expert, Sarah Elizabeth Smith Plank writes, I have never heard that. And my friends worked at Sonic in high school. And then, of course, in the most Sarah way of putting things, I think they'll take my money. That's. Uh, <laughs> There's still rules, right? This isn't nah. See, I like I said, I but I'm here for it, Josh. I think it's a great I think it's great. But what's the uh what's the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line saying after I spent an hour talking OU softball and the future of Love's Field and the future of softball and as we talk a little combine and NFL draft. What do people want to talk about drive through etiquette on this sports radio show? Go ahead. Big Rich, Josh is high. <laughs> what did Gunny use, uh, used to say to Josh? Calm down, Agnes. Relax. It's okay to order food in the drive through and it's okay to eat at the stall. I think this needs to be – I think I'm, I'm down with this because there is – there's no other place like it. Where you have the choice of, of going into, and by the way, it, it is someone's like, it was a little off-putting to hear you talk about them as stalls, but that's... <laughs> also accurate. Yeah, it's, it's what it is, but there's not a place like it. You can't go to McDonald's and choose a stall or the drive through You go and drive through Same with just about, uh, what's the chicken, the steak sandwich place? They got the stall, but I don't think they have the drive through right? That's right on Lindsay. You're thinking of Del Rancho? Del Rancho. <sighs> 
I mean, obviously the classic 50s and the Sooner See, Dairies. Sonic's its own bird, though. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. People go specifically for drinks. Right. Or ice cream. Right. Uh, th- this is wild. I didn't realize people had these strong opinions about Sonic driving. Vinny Paul, you're correct in thou shall not order in the drive-thru. Drive-thru is reserved for drinks only. Huh. Sooner Ray, I'm 100% on board with only ordering <laughs> drinks in the drive-thru at Sonic. <laughs> um, they created the drive-thru so people wouldn't take up stalls just for drinks and they could get more customers through. Is is there, is there a place where you guys Googled this up? I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know where I picked it up either, but somewhere <laughs> along the way I was taught this. <sighs> um, the food is 10 times more fresh and hot when you eat it at Sonic. Is that someone that's that's agreeing that you eat there? And I should be clear, the initial debate was about that. Right. So the fiance and I, the initial debate was, right. Josh, everybody eats, everybody stays and eats we, here. You know, do we need to take this to a Twitter poll? Well, I, yeah, I, I do think it's made for that. Okay. Um, <laughs> listen, Jade up sooner. I don't want to implode any potential sponsorship opportunities by this debate, my friend. So I don't really, I don't need these hot takes on Sonic food. Save those for Parker today. Maggie, if the drive-thru is only for drinks, why do they have the menu? Boom! (laughs) Boom! (laughs) Over the top! I already won the argument, Bowie. Dude, dude, you know, it would agree if all of a sudden they they hear Maggie's text and like, Huh. That is actually a really good point. It's Maybe a- we should only have the drink menu on there. Maggie, next level, my friend. Next level. Easy fix. Remove food from the drive through menu. There you go. I saw, I've seen, uh, <laughs> I've seen, oh, you believe, I've seen, I've seen, oh, you believe, or 56, a little bit of everywhere. He has chimed in. Sonic food should be ordered from a stall. I also think that Sonic is twice as good when you eat it there. Love the onion rings. I have a different feeling on Brahms. A couple of people are asking about that. Brahms is not the same way. Brahms is different. You got to be careful, though. Because, again, Brahms is not a primarily drink location for people. That is the okay. distinction. Right. Well, since we're in here, since we're in this, I, I will be more of a do-you-just-want-to-eat-here person at Brahms than I am anywhere else. Now, we should be very clear. Farm fresh, baby. There is a there's a three restaurant rotation. All right. It's Sonic, Brahms, or Chick-fil-A. That's it. That's the only drive-through e- eating out that the Plank family's girls will allow. That's it. <laughs> That's the list. That's the list, right? And if you try to deviate from that list, you have committed a capital crime. <laughs> 5808. Maggie drives a Tahoe and is always in front of me in the Sonic drive through. <laughs> um, and S. Rob Booman, they screw your drive through up every time you go, or they screw your food up every time you go through the drive through. Maybe it's intentional, S. Rob. Maybe it's intentional. Well, at any rate, we have learned, as I suspected when Amanda and I first had this conversation, that this would be a hotly contested debate. This is this is a great clarification. Brahms is an ice cream location that serves food. 
Drive-thru ice cream drinks. You want food? Go in and get it. I disagree with that on Brahms. <laughs> disagree. I, I do too, which I guess makes me uh, – uh, I guess I'm a bad person. I'm contradicting myself here. Uh, not food in the drive-thru. Order on the app. and Listen, I don't have time for this app ordering stuff, people. I'm just I, – I understand the ease of it at a place like Starbucks – but if I'm right there where I can pull in and say, hey, here's what I want, it's infinitely faster than me getting on my phone, then logging in, then having to go through and pick it. Yes, I know that sounds so old, man, but just give me that at least. Let me at least still talk to the person that's going to screw my order up. Not me, my fat finger, screwing it up on the app. And now for hour three, we bring the gratuity debate to you. Do you feel like when they flip that iPad over that you're going to tip for something that you should never have had a tip for in your life? Just a little question here. (laughs) All right, we got a break. When we when we come back, back to sports, maybe. But we do have a little Jenny Baron check, and I thought it was awesome from yesterday. Plus, the top five stories of the day right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. Our uh, our buddy Steve Braun, who is one of the top contributors. Steve is a good follow. Very smart man on Twitter. At one, the number one Steve Braun. He had tagged to a... This is funny because this was a text the other day from Aaron Davis who had mentioned three minutes into watching the movie Stillwater and it's already lost me. You're telling me that he goes to Sonic and then takes the food home? If you're going to Sonic alone, you are 100% eating that food in your car as soon as you can get it. I, I've, I don't know if I've ever been to Sonic alone. Well, I have, but it's like to order food for people. So his take is if you go by yourself, you're pounding that food in your car. <laughs> Shoveling just, it down. I've never. Now, uh, interesting. You know, relative to where you live is kind of an important part. Like, it's so close for me to where I live. Right. Why would I eat there if I can go home and kick my feet up? And it takes two minutes to yeah, get exactly. home. Anyway, you can continue to check in on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, 405-651-3439. There will be sports. There will be sports. In fact, how about right now? Uh, Patty Gasso's opening statement yesterday during her presser. Not the best audio, but it's the best coach, so we're going to listen to her recap what happened at the Mary Nutter and getting you ready for Love's Field. Uh, I thought we played really well at Mary Nutter, and I was um, – we had a long conversation as a team – about our approach and things we need to do and I thought they really did a good job of stepping up and the pitching staff was very good. We faced some good competition. Mississippi State was really a challenge for us early. Um, so I felt like we walked away better without question. Um, I don't even know what to tell you about Love's Field because I, it's still a dream and <laughs> until the first pitch is thrown is when I will really pinch myself because I will, I go by it every day and try to look over and see anything new. Um, I did get down on the ground floor um, when I wasn't supposed to, but I couldn't help it. And it is an absolute wow factor. Empty? I can't even imagine when you get excited Sooner fans in there what this is going to be like. But I think we all feel a little anxious about it because we just don't know what it's going to play like, what it's going to feel like. Um, we may not know that until the first pitch. Hey, there's a little Coach Gasso. Let's feel. She talked about the 
emotions a little later on in the press conference. She's just so so awesome, so deserved uh, for Coach Gass on this softball team. You do – you worry about the familiarity with it and how it's going to play, but then you also realize neither – none of the teams you're playing this weekend have played on it either, so they're not going to have a magical edge on you. The emotions of it, you know it's going to be high emotions, right? You know it's going to be one of those, as she said, pinch me kind of moments for a lot of those players. But I, I, I go back to what JT said whenever they were walking around. I think it was on Monday. You're walking down on the field, and it reminds you of, of being at USA Softball Hall of Fame Stadium with the outfield and kind of the way that it plays and how big it truly is. So that's exciting. That's exciting. We're going to have uh, more softball talk coming up in the top five stories of the day, as we will a lot of women's basketball, because it's a big one tonight for the OU women, a chance to clinch a Big 12 title. You know, and, and you get to do it against your arch rival in your own arena? I mean, come on. Sounds tailor-made. Does it get any better than that? That's 6 o'clock tonight. So, to me, I think 6 o'clock is about the perfect time because it's not so early where you got to necessarily leave work early. It's not so late to where the kids aren't getting to bed until 10 o'clock. It's a great start time, and I hope we have a great crowd out there tonight. This is... This is big time. And you're going to hear from Ginny Bronchek when we come back in the top five stories of the day. In the meantime, I continue your takes on Sonic and whether or not the drive-thru is only for beverages or if you eat in your car instead of taking it home. And I don't disagree with the it's fresher if you eat in your car. I feel like there's like a two-week price to pay when you eat in your car. Like it smells that way for a while, <laughs> yeah, right? no doubt. It's just, just me. Get a bag, take it home, and it's gone. But our top five stories today will get us back to sports next right here on the Home of Sooner Fans.